One of these days, I'm going to get behind those drums and just hit them. Hallelujah. Just kidding. Amen. But it sure does sound good when they hit them and hit that bass and the guitar. And, and I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but you, may, I, you know, I, I always look at that. I'm like, man, I wish I, I could play that. Well, I don't really wish because if I wish, I would do it and I'd practice. And that, I think that's the thing standing in my way of practicing. Just don't want to allocate that time. But uh, thank God for them and sacrifice. And one more time, give it up for our music team. Do a dynamic job. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, 15 through 17. 1 Timothy chapter 1, 15 through 17. Tonight I want to talk to you about the dark side of Christmas. Turn to your neighbor and say, watch out for the dark side. 1 Timothy chapter 1, got, got your attention. Got some Darth Vader's in the audience. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtain mercy. Thank God for mercy. That in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I will not be long tonight. Hopefully I will not be long tonight. But I don't know about you, but I love this time of the year. I really do. It's a great season that brings much joy and it brings much hope to many. The lights, and matter of fact, me and my wife, we went to Fresno last night to the Fresno Christmas Tree Lane. If you've never been there, you owe it to yourself to at least go. Uh, last night was a night where you didn't take your car, you just did the old-fashioned way and you walked it. And to my surprise, it was two miles long. Therefore, once you went to the end, you had to turn around and walk to the back, walk again. So four miles of lights and we got middle way and my wife was like, hey, you think Tristan would like this? I said, Brooklyn would. I said, but Tristan's a lot like me. When you see one light, You've seen them all. <laughs> and of all the Christmas tree lights, they were one of them. And I've seen them. But you know what? Really, you look at the lights and you hear the laughter and you see people drinking hot cocoa or hot coffee on cold winter nights and spending time with loved ones and just reminiscing of the good times of God and the true meaning of, cre of, of Christmas. And it really is a great and glorious and wonderful season. Because in reality, this season is all about Jesus. We celebrate Him. He is the reason for the season. We celebrate the wonderful events that Everything happened and we, we thank God for that. We thank 
God, that uh, he saw fit to come down and robe himself in flesh and, and, and be born for us. And, and it's an incredible time that we get to celebrate him. But even though Christmas is so majestic and Christmas is so full of beauty, there is also a dark side of Christmas that I want to look at tonight. Look to your neighbor and say, I, I'm interested in the dark side of Christmas because there is a dark side of Christmas. Matter of fact, I remember a few years ago, I had someone in my office and we were talking and I was trying to help them. And in the middle of our conversation, uh, he looked at me and he said, everybody has a dark side. He said, what's your dark side? <laughs> said, I don't think I have it anymore. I think Jesus washed it away. But there is a dark side of, Christ, of Christmas. And there really does exist that. For there was a dark, cold night many years ago in a small village in Palestine where a young woman gave birth to a baby in the most horrific and unsanitary conditions imaginable standing in the filth and manure of a stable, all because there was no room in the inn. They were in a stable full of animals. We could even talk about the dark side of a man by the name of Herod who slaughtered thousands upon thousands of babies because he was afraid, he was insecure about losing his power and his throne. And that was a truly very dark time that mothers and fathers had to endure. I don't know if I could have done it, but there were moms and there were dads that watched their babies uh, slaughtered before their eyes. They watched them die. They lost their loved ones. Innocent babies, all because Herod was insecure about a promise of one that would come and be a savior to all. What a very dark time that was. Yes, Christmas has some very dark sides to it, but there's something even darker than those things. And so tonight, I want to talk to you about the dark side of Christmas is sin. Somebody look to your neighbor and say, the dark side of Christmas is sin. The very heart of Christmas is this, that Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, to save those that wanted to have nothing to do with him. He came to this earth. He was born for one purpose, and that is he was born to die. Jesus Christ was manifested in the flesh to take away the sins of mankind and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Yes, the real beauty of Christmas is to understand that there is a dark side that Jesus Christ saved. Jesus Christ came to this world to save us from sin. He saved us from sin. He was born to die. Yes, the dark side of Christmas is sin. And Jesus came to deal with the dark side 
and remove the curse, to break the curse, to abolish the, the curse once and for all. Jesus Christ, he paid it all. The reason I'm here today is because he paid it all. Can I tell you tonight what sin does? Because a lot of us don't really comprehend or, or understand what sin really does. But I want to tell you that sin is the very cause of everything bad in this world. A lot of people want to blame it on God. A lot of people want to get mad at God. A lot of people want to say, I'm not coming to church anymore. God did this and, and God did that and God took my baby and, and, and God smote my mom with cancer and, and God didn't do that. Sin did that. Every bad thing in this world is because of sin. Can I tell somebody that God is not in the business to destroy? Sin is. God is not in the business to bring pain. Sin is. God is not in the business to bring heartache. Sin is. God is not in the business to take your loved ones. Sin is. And God is not in the business to plague your body. Sin is. It's because of sin that there are tears and pain. Not because of God. It's because of sin that there's war and there's fightings and there's rumors of wars. Because of sin, there's anxiety, stress, discouragement. My baby many years ago just said, Dad, I'm so overwhelmed. He was like 13 years old. I'm so stressed out. What are you stressed out about? You don't have light bills and gas bills and electric bills. and What are you stressed out about? God doesn't bring stress. Sin brings stress. Unrest and fear are the results of sin. Because my Bible talks about fear. Talks about what God does to that. I believe it says in his word, perfect love. Cast out all fear. Worry and sickness and death and famine and earthquakes and pollution are all results of sin. Sin brings forth death. For the wages of sin, the price of sin is death. But I'm glad the word doesn't stop there. Because it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is life. What's the gift? What's the present? Isaiah said it like this, Isaiah 9. Let's go to verse 5. I said 6, but could you do Isaiah chapter 9? Verse number five, I'm gonna throw it on to her because it talks about this is gonna become fuel of fire. It's gonna become something, ammunition for you. The Bible says, for every battle of the warrior, 
is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Stay there. When your car goes on E, and if you drive it long enough, you're not gonna get very far. There's been many times that I've been down 99 and the gauge is all the way on E, but I've got this other gauge that says how many more miles I can go. Some of you are the same place. And it says I got eight miles left and Tulare's 20 miles out and I'm driving by faith. And all of a sudden reads and says, hey dummy, It's on E, and zero means zero. Pull over and get gas. And if I keep driving, I'm not going to get to the Larry. I'm going to get to the side of the road and have to call AAA. But Isaiah said, I've got something to keep you going. I've got burning fuel of fire. What is burning fuel of fire? Verse six, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. This is the antidote. This is the remedy. This is the fuel that you have to make it through the day. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I had a dialogue with an individual that was just telling me that, you know, Jesus was a good person, but he was not God. I said, okay, well, let's, let's read this, Isaiah 9, 6. Let's read unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called. I said, who's wonderful? They said, Jesus. I said, well, who's the counselor? Jesus. I said, well, who's the mighty God? He said, well, God. I said, well, isn't this the same context? If you're messed up in the deity of Jesus Christ, understand that the power that you have is in the word. He is everything you need him to be. He's the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. And of the increase of his government and peace shall there be no what? End upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God came into this world to deal with the dark side of Christmas. He came to give us life. He came to give us hope, to give us peace, to give us forgiveness, to give us an abundant life in him. Thank God he came to this world to free us from the dark side of Christmas. And in case you're wondering where you're at, welcome to Abundant Life Center. Jesus Christ 
designed this place for you. He didn't want you just to have normal life. He wanted you to have abundant life. Now, do you understand if there was no dark side, there would be no sin. Okay? And if there was no sin, we would not need Christmas. If there was no sin, we would not need a Savior. We can't separate the two. Because the truth of the matter is this. We need them both. Because of the darkness, we have light. We would have no idea what darkness is if all we had was light. Because of the enemy, we have a Savior. But if we had no enemy, we would need no Savior. And because of sin, we have something called grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that what? Not of yourself, but it is the gift of God. Because of the dark side of Christmas, we have a Christ, we have a Savior, and Jesus is his name. Someone even said, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. The sin, the past, the junk, the mistakes, the wrong turns are nothing in comparison to grace. Grace trumps them all. Grace overcomes it all. I don't care what you've said. I don't care what you've been involved in. Jesus Christ came to this world to save the sinner. That should make you happy. That should make you throw your shoulders back and raise your head high and say, I got a God that loves me. He came to this world for a purpose and that purpose was to give his life for me. I believe the Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I heard of a story of Leonardo da Vinci. Anybody know who that is? And I read that when he was preparing to paint his masterpiece, that he wanted to paint and depict the Last Supper. Anybody ever seen that painting of the Last Supper? We try to mimic that in our Easter drama. We, we, we don't get, we're not very close to it, but we try our best to get as close as we can. But he wanted to do the best he could and, and wanted to really depict exactly everybody. And so he sought long and hard for somebody that could be the face of Jesus Christ. And so he found this virtuous young man that loved life. And you could tell it. You, you could tell people that love life. You could tell people that are happy and go lucky. And you're like, I won't be around them. And you could tell the people that, man, they never have a good day. You got to walk on eggshells, you know, to be around them. And you're like, ah, I, I, give them coffee, give them something. 
I can't talk to them right. You know what I'm talking about? You can see it all over their face. And I'm like, I don't, nah. And so Leonardo da Vinci, he's looking for somebody. He sees this young man, full of energy, full of life. He has just incredible features. And so he paints him in the Last Supper. But years had passed, and the painting remained unfinished. And da Vinci was able to finish everything but the final character, who was Judas Iscariot. And so he could not find a face that represented to him the degradation of Judas. And so he looked long and hard to find a man who was hardened uh, and, and, and distorted by sin. And, and you could tell that just a weathered face. And, and at last on the streets of Rome, he found a beggar with a face so uh, villainous that he shuddered when he even looked at him. And so he goes up to him and he hires this man to sit as the model of Judas Iscariot as he began to paint his face on that canvas. And when he was about to dismiss the man as he was finishing, he just said, hey, by the way, I have not asked you what your name was. And to his surprise, the man replied, my name is Pietro Benandelli. He said, you used me once also as I sat for you as a model of Christ. See, the effects of sin and his sinful life of many years had so disfigured the man's face that the fair beauty of his youth was no longer there. He once posed as the face of Jesus, now posing as the face depicted of what sin ravishes somebody's whole countenance. And that's what sin does to everybody. It destroys, it scars, it kills. It's no respecter of persons. Sin takes you further than you want to go. Sin keeps you longer than you want to stay. And sin costs you more than you ever wanted to pay. Oh, the very high cost of sin. Thus, the dark side of Christmas. Thus is the very reason for Christmas. For every broken home, every shattered friendship, every argument, every disagreement, every evil word, evil deed, every good deed undone, every good thought unthought, every good word unsaid can all be attributed to sin. And that's why Jesus Christ came into this world to deal with it once and for all, to deal with the dark side of Christmas. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. He came for the Juarez to send sin back where it came from. He came to send it back to the pit where it evolved from. Jesus Christ came into this world to save the sinner. Sin is the dark side of Christmas. But thank God, it ultimately brings us to the point of its beauty. 
because of the beauty of Christmas is that he came to this world to save us. And you don't have to live in the dark side of it anymore. For he said, whosoever will, let him come unto me and I'll give him life. And not just any ordinary life, I will give him abundant life. The greatest gift is the realization that he, that the son has set free, is free indeed. No more curse, no more bondage, no more judged by my past. He came for me. He came for you. That's the beauty of Christmas is understanding what he did. He is the reason for the season. Take the lights. Take the gifts. Just give me Jesus. He is all that I need. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother Alex, would you come? Let me wrap this up. I told you I wouldn't be long. But you think about it. And, and, and we kind of had an incredible service Sunday night. Power of God just moved in. And all God wants is us. The creator of this world can just speak things into life. A darkness, a voided galaxy speaks things into existence. Like I talked about Sunday morning that there is a big black hole far off in the galaxies that these scientists had got their telescopes out and they have estimated it's millions and millions of miles deep a black hole in the galaxy that they said so big that the sun could literally fit in that black hole called space. Jesus said, his word says, created all this that we are a part of. And he did what? He flung the stars. He just, galaxies. That's how big God is. That's how great God is. And yet this God, this God that created all this wonder, created mankind, knowing that mankind was going to fail because he knows what? The beginning to the end. The sin of Adam and Eve did not surprise God. He already knew it was going to happen. And so you ask me, well, Pastor, why in the world would he breathe life into them for them to disobey his commandments? L-O-V-E, love. For God so loved the world that he gave. That's what Christmas is all about. It's about giving. 
the God of this universe. He's all about giving, helping us out. Because I'm going to tell you, we live in a crazy world. Feels good when we're in church. Feels good when we're praising God. Spirit of God's moving, but Mendez, minute we walk out the doors, and all hell starts attacking us. We're at home, we're alone, and we're getting discouraged. Sin trying to creep into your life. But you've got to get a word, birth in your spirit. I've got a God that's overcome the dark side. He overcame the dark side of Christmas. He came to destroy it. And thank God he did. The God of this universe, the only thing he wants in life is you. He just wants you, Brother Scott, to wake up in the morning. Just say, God, thank you, God. I love you. He just wants you in the middle of the day, at work, at home, at school, driving down the road. God, I love you. He just wants you when you lay your head at the pillow at night. God, thank you for today. Not because you have to, not because you're forced to. He just wants a relationship with you. He came into this world to save sinners. And I feel like Paul did. I'm the chiefest of sinners. I've got to check myself daily. God, search my heart. Search my spirit. Purge me. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Help me to love the way you love. Help me to show mercy the way you show me. Help me to give the way you give. He's a great example to follow. So I can rejoice on a Wednesday night, Brother Miller. I can rejoice that there was a dark side because Jesus Christ came to bring light through that dark side. And he said, hey, those that stumble and fall, he said, enemy's going to want to rejoice and have a party because you fail. He said, but I got a word for all your enemies. Rejoice not against me, O oh, mine enemies. For when I fall, I shall arise. Failure's not falling down. Failure is staying down. Could you do, Pastor, a favor? Dust off your clothes. Get back up. And know that God loves you. God desires a relationship with you. He came to save and to heal. He came to deliver. He came to break the curse. Break the curse that has plagued your family and your generations. He has come that you might have life and not just you, but your seeds to follow. I want my family blessed. Would you stand to your feet with me tonight?
Would you raise your hand towards heaven? And could you just love him? Could you just thank him for every good thing that he's given to you? Every good deed he's done for you, every healing, every blessing, all the mercy, all the provisions, everything that God has done in your life. The mere fact that you're here on a Wednesday night is reason in itself to lift up your voice and say, God, you've been good to me. God, I will praise you. God, I just want to tell you, I love you. Come on, lift up your voice in this house. It's early. It's early tonight. Why don't you step out from our yard? Why don't we get out in the altars and get out in the aisles and we just connect with God for just a few minutes? Come on. We've got a wonderful opportunity. We've got a wonderful time where we can connect with a God that loves us, that provided a way of escape for every one of us God so strong God so powerful loves you and desires you and the greatest gift you could give him this season is you hallelujah God I love you God I love you today and I'm turning things around I'm making a commitment, God. Tonight, today, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to connect with your kingdom. I'm going to connect with you. How does I freely receive? I want to freely give it out. I want this world to know of a God of love and a God of mercy and a God of grace and a God of compassion. Hallelujah. Come on. I love you, Jesus. I love you today. Come on, why don't you thank him for your family? Why don't you thank him for your home? Why don't you thank him for your health? Why don't you thank him that he's given you another day to be in his presence, to be in his courts, to be in his house? He came for you. He came and was born for you. He robed himself in humanity for you and for me all because he loves us. He loves us. I love you, God, today. I love you, God. I'm coming back to the heart of Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I love you today. I love you today, God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for believing in me, God. Thank you for blessing my family. Thank you for blessing my home. I can't make it without you, God. I can't do it without you. Oh, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The greatest thing 
that God has for you is Him. Many times we pray, God speak to me. And I've told you on countless times, when you begin to lift up your voice and you begin to speak in tongues, that is God speaking through you. He chose the most unruly member, the tongue. Because out of the tongue, life and death. The Lord says, I'm going to take that tongue. My spirit's going to come through that. God speaks to you every time you start connecting with Him and allowing the Holy Ghost to begin to flow through you. And here's what your family needs, friends needs, co-workers, associates. They need this. But the only way they get this is you got to get it. You're the greatest salesman. You're the greatest spokesman. You can either influence in the positive or you can influence in the negative. There's an individual at one of my branches I cover came up to me and she says, you know, man, every time I talk to you, it's like I'm talking with the Lord. I'm not the Lord. (laughs) No, I'm not. Far from that. But why don't you take Jesus with you? Why don't you, you don't have to, I don't just, listen, I work in the same environments you work in. I don't jump on my desks and just preach and say if you don't turn, you're going to burn. And I don't do that. I just live it. And I smile. And I'm friendly. And when the door opens and they start talking about the Lord, that's my cue. You can bring Jesus wherever you want. Quit complaining about those that are gossipers and cussers and profanity all around where you work. Quit worrying about that. I remember walking in years ago and and someone used the Lord's name in vain and, and they were all laughing and joking, but the minute I walked in, they stopped. And they said, oh, sorry, preacher. I said, don't say sorry to me. Say sorry to him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Forget about them. You walk in this vein for you and it will affect others because people will take note that you've been with him and Jesus wants to go with you everywhere you go. God, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for the promise you've given to us We thank you, Lord, that you came to this world. God, we thank you that you robed yourself in flesh and you had a purpose. Thank you, Lord, that you were born for us and you died for us. Thank you for the life that we have through you. I pray, God, for your children tonight. I pray for an anointing. I pray for a touch of God and a favor upon their lives. I pray, God, that you would go with them, that when they go to the highways and the byways, God, that your spirit would go with them and they would affect all those they come in contact with. By the power and the authority, that's in the name of Jesus. We love you today. We give you praise. Would you clap your hands under the Lord? Find two or three people, love on somebody, and say thank God.
God. He defeated the dark side. God bless you. you may be seated.